Ah, the resident. He went out there and uh, he 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 was late, but he went somewhere. The carpro.com talk line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The common sense retirement planning text line is seven one three zero seven. He went to East Palestine a year later than you know since since the event, which is not normally how they work. The best president that I ever observed when it came to dealing with a disaster was Reagan. Uh, one Christmas time, some 101st Airborne soldiers were coming back uh, from uh, from a peacekeeping mission in the Sinai, and their plane went down in Gander, Newfoundland, and um, everybody aboard, 267, 287 soldiers died on their way home for Christmas. And Reagan went there. And I wasn't in the Army when that happened. I wasn't stationed there when that happened. But I, I would go to the 101st Airborne Division uh, Museum and see all the pictures of Reagan there with the family members. And Reagan went to all of them. And, there I mean, he would spend so much time with them. That there's whole, you know, like somebody made a quilt of him crying with one of the families. So, there, you know, presidents can go out there and, and give comfort. They can go out there and give comfort. If you remember, that's what a president is supposed to do. But remember, the resident is Dementia Joe. So he made the trip a, a year later. And uh, the East Palestine residents, they had, they had signs like, too little, too late. And, <laughs> uh, you know, some of the cardboard signs, uh, there were two little schoolgirls. One said, resident, not president. And the other one said, please don't sniff me. And these two little girls were just grinning their collective butts off about this. So, yeah, that you know, this is this is how cringeworthy of a punchline our president has become. And ninety percent of us believe that sniffing Joe is mentally unfit. And kids get the joke. The this this residency is defective, and it's it's very hard to take it seriously, except for all the damage he's doing. <sighs> now, at the same time Joe was being lampooned in Ohio, this Judge Engerin, he was hounding down a jury-free judgment against Trump to the tune of nearly $400 million. And the crime he was accused of was there was no crime. State's Attorney General found a judge so intellectually tainted by his zealotry and so unburdened by any sense of ethical duty and these two decided to strip the Trump family of some money and some professional standing under the color of law. So they committed legal fraud against Trump by fabricating an absurd claim the president had engaged in some kind of mysterious civil fraud resulting in neither damages nor victims. And before the trial, the judge declared as a matter of law and without any jury to consider the colossal weight of factual evidence that his business had engaged in this one-of-a-kind imaginary fraud. So, once again, rules only for Trump. Trump rules, right? So the only question of that part, prior to any of that happening, was, uh, you know, how much are we going to penalize him? So they barred him from doing business with banking institutions from New York City, and that's going to hamstring his business operation everywhere, so all that civil judgment makes it that much more difficult for him to defend himself against the unremitting lawfare. And, uh, you know, this is a legal assassination brought about by the by the resident and by his regime. 
Yeah. Now, the things they do against Trump, they never would dare do against a Bush or a Biden or an Obama or a Clinton. This is all meant to drain his resources and divert his attention from the, from the 2024 campaign. The only problem is that while it, it, it sort of works there, you know, it sort of works in that way. Um, it doesn't because this is the hallmark of what, you know, I, I've talked with a couple of uh, political consultants before and when they're trying to get somebody over the hump, what they try to do is they try to create a media event that nobody pays for. <laughs> so when they do this, they're creating a media event that nobody pays for, and then Trump's support goes up. So we have a tale of two presidents. And this cements this whole idea of how corrupt these this government is. Now, president name, in name only, you know, the mummified meat puppet, in his case, both criminal investigators and corporate news talking heads have ignored all of that history of quid pro quo. And even, even when they find classified information that he had no right to, that he had no claim to, that he was not authorized to have, and they find it in his garage and on the floor and, and you know, in, in, the, in the cellar and all this other stuff. When they find this stuff, they're out there going, you know, they, they, you know, he's just a he's just a kindly old man with a bad memory. And this is the same thing they did with Hillary Clinton when James Comey laid out the element of her crimes for espionage and illegal retention of classified documents and then giving them a pass. They don't prosecute their friends. Now, in Trump's case, they spent years manufacturing the Russian collusion hoax, which the FBI and CIA knew to be a lie. They, they used uh, Barack Obama's CIA, used foreign governments to illegally spy on Trump's campaign. Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taby, and uh, Alex Gutenberg have documented the CIA director, John Brennan, cooked the intelligence to hide another inconvenient fact that Russia preferred a Clinton victory to the 2016 election and didn't fear Hillary Clinton presidency. Putin has gotten out there and said, I prefer Biden. Of course, they don't want Trump. They don't want any Republican out there, but they certainly don't want Trump. See, one of the, one of the shortcomings of Trump is that Trump doesn't really think before he says something. And sometimes when you're out there and you're dealing with a, a dictator, maybe it's better to not filter what you're about to tell him, which that's the way Trump's handled this. Now, right now what's happening is the same people that they've been trying to fool for a long time, um, they understand... We understand that they're trying to incarcerate Trump for the rest of his life for having retained evidence of the Obama, Brennan, Comey, Clinton crimes against his campaign and presidency files that the president declassified under his constitutional authority. It's a very expanded tale of three presidents. Obama and Biden can commit crimes against Trump, but the deep state insists the president Trump must be in prison for noticing it. They also want him behind bars for using his voice to condemn the 2020 election as tainted by fraud. This isn't about, uh, you know, this isn't about some of the things they say it is. This is, uh, this is worse than that. This is worse than that. Deep State 
is what we're against more than anything else. That's how that stuff I was talking about earlier, the credit card codes, that's how that got into place because Deep State was doing it even under Trump's presidency. And Trump, of course, he was so mis, uh, you know, he was uh, distracted a great deal because nobody was working with him. The Republicans didn't work with him. The Democrats didn't work with him. The Deep State was, you know, very, very, very much against him. He was by himself. And here's the bad question. This is a really bad question. Any system that is this corrupt, where they protect the guilty and punish the innocent, we can't take that seriously. And the question becomes, is it, can it be saved and is it worth saving? Or do we let it, do we burn it down and uh, start over? What would you do? I kind of think I know what I would do. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about NATO and, uh, you know, about this, that, and the other, and what we should be and what we shouldn't be when it comes to NATO. So one more time, I'm going to have a conversation about NATO. That when we get back, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD.